Well, a very hello-ness and hello and how are you to all of you out there? How are you? Oh, Welcome. Uh, hey, I am back. You're back. My goodness, where have you been? Uh, do you know what? I was listening to this podcast when I was doing a run this week and I was like, oh, it's like having Belinda in the room. Well, it's episode 10. We're double figures. Double figures. We need to celebrate. Have we got a really good best bit show for everyone? Well, what I thought we'd do is just do uh, a really good thing of bringing Bette Midler in. Shut up. All right, then I will. On with the show. Well, she is a legend of all bathhouses back in the day. She was everywhere. She was everywhere, walking around in nothing more than a towel. And if you can imagine that, you can imagine what she's wearing now. Please meet our lovely Bette Midler and... Mr. George Strickland. Oh, the wind beneath our wings. From a distance. <laughs> well, I've been doing bet now for about 10 years. Well, officially 10 years since probably I, I was about five years old. I've been <laughs> walking around the house and yeah. giving it the book teeth and everything. Um, oh. So, yeah, um, about 10 years. And I, I'd done a previous show where I did bet and share and... Um, Streisand and Judy Garland all in one show. It's rigorous and it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Bet seemed to get the best reaction of them all. Although share obviously with the music and everything, but Bet the personality I think shines through, and she's always been my favourite ever since I was little. So what um, is it about Bet that you like then? It's um, her humour. It's um, her voice. She's. Not the, the greatest singer in the world, but she can put a song over better than most singers can. And George didn't know really a thing about her when, when we met. And um, so, <laughs> terrible homosexual. <laughs> but now you've been taught by the best, so oh. I'm assuming you know everything there is to know. And how did you kind of get involved in this show? So, Johnny was looking for an MD for the show. Tell them where we met. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the market for a piano player. It's hard to believe it's that. You were say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so amazing what you can get in Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 so. I, I was like, I need a game. If I'm going to have a pianist, I'm a pianist. <laughs> If I need one, I need a, I need a gay one because just just for the sensibility of the show, and we wanted it to kind of be an LGBT friendly kind of, of show, so that's why I went on there and George was the outcome. Oh, <laughs> and you found yourself a great one, George. Some of the music that you do is, is fantastic. So how do you go about tackling Bet? Then did you choose these thirteen songs in in the show? Isn't there? There's thirteen numbers in the show, but there's about sixteen songs because some are medleys. Because right, okay. and so then. You had to arrange. So what we did was our first rehearsals were just singing through all the songs and just kind of working out wow. kind of what worked. It was great. <laughs> like every session we did was such an experience for me. Like and just learning. So it was, yeah. Johnny has such encyclopedic knowledge of that. And then from there, you were talking about like the bathhouses and mm -hmm. thinking of it as like a chronology. So going through her career to date. And then we just started sliding songs in um, where they were. The songs aren't necessarily in chronological order in her career, but they kind of, you go, oh, well, that song fits well here. Like we have Ukulele Lady, which she recorded way, way later in her career, but we were like, well, she was born in Hawaii, so right. it, it, it really segues really nicely into the and older it, stuff. Is there a story throughout this? Yeah, yeah, there, there is. It's more, it's, it's her kind of 
telling the story. Um, so the first act is mainly deals with the earlier years and her rise to fame, and then the, the, the latter half of the show is her in the not the twilight years, but the kind of like <laughs> the reflective years. <laughs> I mean, the, the kind of yeah, years. the more mature yeah. like yeah. blonde perm kind of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's now kind of... I thought I knew a fair bit about Bette Midler, but this... I have to say when I read about this show, I was like, oh. How did Manolo come into her life? Now, it does sound essentially like a one-woman show. Yeah, yeah. But George makes a cameo yeah, because yeah. Bambi Manolo was a pianist for a bit. How did that come about? Um, I, I actually do not know the story of how they met, but they started working together in the bathhouses of New York. That makes sense. So yeah. um, performing <laughs> in, like, I guess, the communal areas to whoever and whatever was going on in the yeah, audience. Um, and then he went on to produce her first two albums and her first tour. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he's a musical director for <laughs> So do you like being in the spotlight and sharing it with Beth? I enjoy it. Like, I'm <laughs> we always joke that I'm really, really bad at accents and that side of things, but I, like as a musician, often in theatre, we're hidden under the stage or we're kind of thrown out the back somewhere. So it's really nice to have a chance to be on stage mm -hmm. and share. At any, at any, any moment I will go, there's a joke here and you're going to say it. And he's like, I can feel him going like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said, you're going to do it. it It'll be fine. fine. <laughs> oh, now I want to know, and I'm sure you do, where can we see this then? And, you know, because we don't know how theatre is panning out right now, what are your plans? Well, so we um, we we debuted this um, last year at the Manchester Fringe and, and we took it to um, Skegness as well, of all places. Uh, we took it up there. I would have. Um, the Neverland Theatre, which is a nice little theatre up there. Um, we took it up there. And then we said we were, we were going to tour it this year and we were going to try and do as many of the... Obviously, COVID happened, so that yeah. kind of put back there. So we've been kind of recording little bits of um, almost like an EP of the show that we can just kind of promote things and stuff like that. And then we're hoping to do the Manchester Fringe this year, which is the end of this month. So we're, yeah. we're just trying to find a venue at the minute. Whichever form that takes. Yeah, it might be online. Yeah. We prefer it to be in a theatre because it's a comedy show as well. It's mm -hmm. not just me singing for an hour. Um, and something else we're doing is uh, we have our weekly kind of like two-minute bite of divine inspiration, yeah. which is uh, Bet sharing some pearls of wisdom with the they world on hilarious. Facebook. They oh, so you tune in at 11 o'clock every Friday morning. We post up a new episode. So How's the in. banana cooking going? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is beginning to take its whole... It's whole the banana, yeah, 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 the banana's kind of like one of those gags that's just kind of... You, you have to spot the banana in everyone. Yes. Well, I should explain. <laughs> Bet did a video. Right. Uh, a cooking tutorial, if you like. With bananas. With a banana. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now you can imagine exactly that reaction. You can imagine Beth yeah, cooking yeah, banana. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't go very well, but it's beginning to take its own fantastic sort of oh, entity of itself. Love it. Is this on uh, Twitter, Facebook, or you know, yeah, your so, um, on our um, we have a Twitter page which is Bet Bathhouse to Broadway, and we also have a Facebook page, Bet Bathhouse to Broadway. So um, they're posted every week. Uh, every week. So it's just Bet. Yeah. Staying with famous, wonderful songs, it's now time to meet the very sweet Caroline Pether. 
Oh, is she from Manchester Camerata? She is indeed. Oh, they are fabulous. Let's see what they've got to say. Indeed. We're a chamber orchestra, um, so that means that we're an orchestra of about 40 people um, and we do concerts, so sometimes that's Hacienda playing club music, sometimes that's playing classical music like Mozart, um, and we also do loads of work in the community. So we work with um, a lot of dementia sufferers and we also work in a lot of schools and with our communities uh, using music basically to connect with people. Now, obviously, you know, there's 40 of you getting together is quite a struggle at the moment because of the, the restrictions that are in order. How have you overcome that then? Or even, you know, how are you trying to overcome that? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, it's obviously a massive challenge because we can't do live gigs and uh, that's how the orchestra makes most of its its money. So we've got had a huge loss of money from loss of concerts. But what we've done is we try to create something that um, can be seen on a screen. Um, so we've created this series, which is called Untold. Um, and it's really, it's a multi art uh, piece. So we're using different um, camera work, we're using music, we're using poetry. Um, and really, we felt that in this time of coronavirus, we feel that people are really craving connection, you know, really genuine, um, heartfelt connection. And so we had this idea that we would use personal stories, um, and then tell those stories through music and poetry um, just to kind of bring people together to make them feel more connected to each other just like when you watch a film in the cinema you have empathy for the character for the protagonist in the film um, similarly in this these episodes uh, we're hoping to not only inspire empathy but also allow people to bring their own life experiences um, to that those stories too so how do you go about creating something like this then I offered my of coming out um, and my struggle with coming out um, as a as a Christian at the time, and I was in a church that had very, uh, black and white views. I offered this story of being very alone and uh, ashamed, and that moving through to full acceptance and celebration of self. We used that story as a as a basis for choosing the music, and Jackie Kay wrote some incredible poetry as well that reflected that story, um, and that's how we're telling the story. So it's through the music choices that inspire certain emotions. It's through the poetry. We we really feel uh, and see actually in our work that how important music is in connecting with. People, you know, the orchestra is is famous for its work with dementia patients, um, and we've seen incredible, incredible results from working with those those people. You know, that in the moment impact that music makes. You know, that people are they might not have spoken for weeks, and then we go in and we play music with them. We play songs that they know, and they're singing along. So we know that music has this incredible impact. We know it has um, a way of helping people's well-being, help, helping people to come to terms with what they're um, existing through. Um, and that's why this, this series, the Untold series, is, is very important. And we think that it will have a great impose. Um, it's allowing people to really feel, express their emotions um, with the music. And as you say, you know, music does have this incredible, incredible um, to uh allow us to embrace our emotions. Well, what a musical show we had there, Belinda. It was it was crescendoing to the highest of heights. You know that we've gone to a level that we can't go back to now. 
Oh, that's very good. I like that. Indeed, we can. We will go higher and higher and higher as we bring you another fantastic show right here on this podcast uh, very, very soon. And we'll be 11. Lex 11. Wait, Oh, only on your, your Manchester. Manchester. Oh, Shell and Bell's best bits. Mmm.